All right. Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. You want to say something, Tara? I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we have me <Mimi> here today. <laughs> I thought you were going to continue. It was, I and then I was like, I always take over. Yeah, really. This is how it is every time. We're like awkward silence right after. <laughs> you decided in your mind, you were like, she'll take over now. <laughs> That's what I thought was happening. <laughs> Well, let's just roll with it. Welcome, Mimi, and thanks for being here. Mimi for is, me. is much more knowledgeable than we are. Indeed. Indeed. So she's going to teach us about Chiron today. Yeah. But like, also fun thing we have to note is that she's an actual listener, another actual listener. To yes. yes. <laughs> I know. I love listening to podcasts. Love it. And she also knows our valentine's day guest gina so yeah forming a cool little astrological circle yes yeah. so imperative find your community i love it i love how just before we started recording we're like talking about our pets and their zodiac signs like it's nothing and it's like there's only a, <laughs> a small group of people i can do that with <laughs> yep yeah and it's like I'm where like, your brain is all the time but you can't say it everybody <laughs> I'm making it my mission to surround myself around people that I can just always talk like this with. Yeah. And then, you know, you'll just always be happy. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, so uh, you're going to tell us all about Chiron today. And we have never even mentioned Chiron on this podcast. So I feel like, oh my gosh, on Gina's episode, which we loved, um, it was definitely like a, like a step. She was giving a lot of information that we are right with her on. But a lot of the people who are very new to were like, whoa, there's so much more that I didn't know about. Oh and um, and our cousin, Justin, who like we like our biggest fan, you know, does all the history episodes with us. He's like messaging us like, okay, I feel like I just learned my times tables. And my teacher was like, you're good for calculus. <laughs> so, so, like, true, so though. true. Yeah. There are so many layers. I mean, we all just kind of grew up with our sun sign, like reading our horoscopes, which was just your sun sign. Yeah. But then you learn moon and rising. And then you learn there are actually like 10 planetary influences Planets, influences yeah. thank you yeah. that that influence your life and then there's these 12 signs and these 12 houses so like knowing your sun moon and rising is a great place to start and then you can kind of delve deeper really really yeah. cool yeah so this is like one piece that it's like super deep delving that we're gonna go and it's yeah. uh it's not a planet but it is a point in the chart yes. and so i don't believe for those of you who have used costar it doesn't show it on your co-star. It doesn't. Um, no, but if you are on, what's the other one? Uh, time passage. passages. Yeah, yeah, time passages. Or I believe <clears throat> if you do it on Astro Charts or on Astro World, I think that mm -hmm. they you'll you'll get your Chiron placement. So if you just have co-star, you're going to need to look somewhere else. Um, but most of the most of the online ways or the apps that you can find your you know your birthday details, you can find your Chiron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I actually really love time passages. CoStar was pretty off for me. And I found that to be pretty true in a lot of the astrology community that that's what they, I just started kind of realizing. <laughs> yeah. CoStar. Well, I think first off, they immediately do uh, equal housing or maybe whole sign housing. I think it's whole sign housing, which is very different from the system that a lot of astrologers use, but also the same that a lot of astrologers use as well. But I, I use Placidus, so you can. I love using that system. And CoStar had me in just like very different houses than 
what aligns with me. So yeah, that's what I, would, I was yeah. just realizing that my, my son is in my 11th, not my 12th. And, mm-hmm. um, and having that, like, uh, there's just like tiny, tiny differences between a couple of them. So yeah, it's interesting to look at, uh, we'll start promoting that one too. Time passages is really cool. I'm yeah, just looking so at good. it right now. It's fun. It's I like when you first go on, it tells you where everything is right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in this moment where, yeah, where everything is for where you are. I like yeah. That. And what's also great about it for those who like, don't, you know, who don't do their own daily horoscopes or look at daily transits, it'll, you know, there's an option to do your daily horoscope and it'll show you all the aspects to your personal planets, like your personal chart. So you get to see a way more in-depth version of that horoscope that we used to read in like Cosmopolitan. You know? yeah. yeah. Really cool. Very cool. We should like link that in the notes. Time passed. Yeah. 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 yeah I can't fun. speak highly enough of it. I love that app so much. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know what your Chiron is before this episode, as you're listening, like take a moment to go figure it out because it's really in-depth. It's really cool. It's very, I would say like it's deep and mm-hmm. and helpful so definitely it's worth taking a minute to pause and figure it out and come back <laughs> so you said placidus that's the one you go by? yes that's what i use then i'll do that one too <laughs> <laughs> i'm setting um, mine up right now i don't Here know if you want me to go into like the housing systems but i didn't even know it's so funny how you just keep learning more and more oh, we were, like when we first started the podcast it was we were thinking, mm, okay, well, what else can we do? What other episodes? Can we, <laughs> what what other topics can we cover? And there's so much more that like, yeah. I didn't know. You're so. never going to run out of content. That's, yeah. that's the beauty of astrology. <laughs> like, but that's awesome because at first we're like, are we going to run out of content and just end up being yeah. like, okay, so SpongeBob is a what sign? <laughs> <laughs> Which will probably happen one day. Absolutely going to do a SpongeBob, SpongeBob episode. episode. Yes. Do you think he's a Gemini? <laughs> what, do you, what is he? Maybe cancer i was thinking like initially cancer came to mind but like i I needed this for you with my tears (laughs) (laughs) i literally just watched a couple episodes of spongebob a couple nights ago i love (laughs) absolutely no reason (laughs) i quote it all the time and it's just it's just such a big part of our childhood that i know wasn't it it's still going on yeah. Is it? Is it? Are they still making I think more episodes? So. Of I, think so. <laughs> I love it. Oh, SpongeBob. No, there will definitely be a SpongeBob episode at some point. Can't wait. Mm. Just, and Mr. I'm Krabs a- <laughs> is a Capricorn. So. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Check out your Chiron and, and-, and the Time Passages app. I only just got it, but I really like it already. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So why don't you tell us what what Chiron is? Okay, so um, Chiron is a asteroid or also kind of considered a planetoid, which basically just means a little small planet. And it's found between Saturn and Uranus. And so its namesake is the centaur in Greek mythology, uh, Chiron, who was a healer. He was a really great healer. And he got shot in the arrow with an arrow, sorry. And I've read and heard different stories that he's been, he was shot in the ankle or shot in the hip, but either way he was wounded uh, pretty heavily. And this arrow, he didn't have a solution to fix it. So he had to learn to work with it and to adapt to it and to find strengths to overcome what the wound was uh, handing him. 
So Chiron essentially is a point in your chart, which shows there are so many different analogies that you can use. Like it can be the soft spot, you know, like the babies, when they're born, they have this soft, soft spot yeah. in their heads. And it's this place where you're so vulnerable and um, where there is immense fear, but also the potential for immense growth. It's also like, isn't it if you like for those who believe in past lifetimes, like it's exactly. like kind of like a, um, yeah, where all of your kind of wounds from your past lifetimes kind of are all compiled. Yeah. So this, it could be that it's a wound that you're experiencing in this lifetime, but a lot of the time, if it's not, it's because there's something in your past life that this has been a wound that you had and it's causing fear and, uh, like it's triggering you in this lifetime because you know you've been punished in a specific way related to your Chiron in the past. So you're learning how to adapt with those fears and kind of learn from them and then overcome them. And what's so great about Chiron, so it's known as the wounded healer, right? Because it is your wound, which makes you more apt to help others who are struggling with those same issues because you understand the pain of experiencing that. And so it's sort of like um, the advice you can give, but you never seem to be able to take and not being able to follow the own advice that you give to others. Kind of like oh, being man. the single person everyone goes to for relationship advice, you know? I've literally, that was my role for so much of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. I, don't, I never knew why. <laughs> like, yeah. I've literally dated no one and everybody comes to me for advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's so, but I mean, I think that's very accurate for empaths in general because yeah. you just like, you have a good grip on how people are feeling and like you're grounded enough to know what makes sense, like when it comes to people. So, yeah. 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 But yeah. And it also, isn't it also that maybe like if for, because I know that there are like people who do listen that are not past lifetime like believers mm -hmm. it, it's also like early childhood wounds as well right yeah absolutely so there's trauma that could happen in your early life that causes you to have these fears and triggers later on and it's something that you're always working through in this current lifetime so i mean yeah it it i i believe personally that it definitely has to do with past life and that is more more likely to manifest itself in your early childhood because you're one soul and you're kind of carrying this soul throughout the many lives. Yeah. So in your early childhood, in your it's early life, you're <laughs> yeah, and you're also just like you're still carrying that energy from the past. So okay. it's likely to be attracted to. Very cool. So well, not so cool, but interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, yeah, I do like to preface when talking to people about Chiron that it is really sensitive and you know, you have to be ready to handle your trauma and handle your pain uh, before delving into it. It's it's less of a, oh, fun, where's my Venus? And more like, okay, how do I heal? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going through a rough time right now, this could either be really helpful or like maybe save it for a stable moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're never like, oh, hey, everything is so stable and secure right now. Let's mess it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, you're, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so if you're going through a hard time, I mean, might as well go into it because it's just going to give you some more insight, I think. Yeah, some clarity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was actually discovered super recently. It was discovered in 1977, which I still consider to be like 30 years ago <laughs> in actuality. It's like, oh, 
<laughs> I, me too. Oh I'm like, God. wait, wow. wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, that's almost 50 years yeah. ago. So, wow. And I know. So Chiron, it takes 50 years to revolve, to like make a full orbit. And what's really cool about it, you know, with like other planets, it'll take like Jupiter takes 12 years, I believe, to make a full transit and return but it's like a set amount in each sign. Whereas Chiron could be like 14 years in one sign, three years in the next sign. Like it, it's oh. not really as predictable. Oh, Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Cause I noticed that like Tara and I have the same uh, Chiron in the same sign and I'm like, mm-hmm. we're one year apart. Like, does that mm-hmm. matter? But yeah. So I guess yes and no. <laughs> exactly. It matters, but also nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so really excited to learn more about this because I, I actually I just the other night I was thinking, do comets have an effect? Do like solar mm. flares have an effect? Do um, oh my gosh. like eclipses? If there was an eclipse when you were born, like <clears throat> things like that. I mean, I guess, of course they do because yeah. everything else does. So this is cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that Chiron was an asteroid. Mm-hmm. out there yeah. yeah i can't remember what i was watching or listening to recently that was like because there's kind of this debate about a 13th sign i don't know if you guys have heard about oh, this Ophiuchus. But... yeah <laughs> but the babylonians were like well we want it to be nicer and prettier so we're gonna do 12 because that's divisible by four and divisible by three that's perfect and it fits and so then there was this conversation and I think this is just on like a Facebook group that I'm on that was like, well, if that matters, then all the trash that we put out in space probably affects us too. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what does it mean? What does it all mean? <laughs> so I don't know. I think, yeah, there's, there's a sect for everything. in this Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, there's stuff out there. Mm-hmm. when i was yeah, born I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean some astrologers don't pay attention to chiron which is fine i think it's a very important point in our chart but you can also get information from just your top three or from you know your yeah. 10 planets so yeah like like we said earlier there's so many layers to astrology that you don't have to know every single layer in your chart to understand yourself yeah you know yeah. But that being said, I think Chiron is really important, especially if you are a spiritual person or especially if you uh, are just like emotionally capable of handling yourself. So like people who go to therapy or just like assess their own emotions. I think it's really important to see your trauma, fix it. I'm a big advocate for healing out loud, which means just that you're not afraid of healing and uh, sharing the fact that you are, you know, going through a process and not being afraid of sharing that. I love that. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which really, really ties into my Chiron. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about in, your Chiron. <laughs> my Chiron is, well, we'll go through the signs, but uh, first off, my Chiron is in the first house. So it's, and it's the only thing in my first house. I don't really have anything on that side of my chart except for Jupiter in the third. But so it's the only thing that balances out all of this other planetary like activity that's going on. And it's in the first half of house of self and of identity. So I really, I've coined this, I didn't coin it. I'm sure I didn't make it up, but like, like I said, I'm a big advocate for healing out loud. And I think that speaks a lot to my Chiron in the first house because yeah, the first thing that you see that you project that like the way mm-hmm. you see the world, the way the world sees you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's conjunct to my rising. So like the way people meet me and see me is, oh, she is a healer and she uh, 
like I'm very open to people's emotions right away. And if I meet somebody and they seem open about talking about their feelings and, you know, their past. And it's funny because when I meet new people, I usually go straight to what's your relationship like with your parents? Do you have any siblings? Are you guys friends? (laughs) I want to know your past. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how, and I mean, that's how I got into doing tarot and astrology is because I love to get to know, I love to get to know like the really in the inner parts of human beings. So that's my Chiron in the first house. Um, and that's all the positive stuff. So, <laughs> but Chiron, basically there's a positive and a negative because there's a negative of how it affects you and the pain and the trauma that's caused, uh, to you. But then there's also the way that you help others using that trauma and that pain. So, um, my Chiron is in Virgo and typically Chirons in Virgo are very, very hypercritical and very obsessed with being perfect. And, uh, n- like, never thinking that they are good enough in a way and never thinking that they will be perfect enough, always striving to do something more so that they can be perfect essentially. And so there's a struggle to realize that who you are, especially in in my case, in the first house, who you are is good enough because you are so, because I am so aware of myself and because I'm so hypercritical of myself. Um, Like I said, Chiron's pretty intense. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because I'm so hypercritical of myself, it really allows me to show others when they're being hypercritical of themselves and show people just how good they are and just how enough they are for themselves and that they don't have to push themselves to the very last inch to be the perfect version of themselves because who they are, if they just allowed themselves to be, would be perfect enough. So that's where my Chiron Chiron lands. Um, I love that it's like the, you know, you must have that struggle of like needing to be perfect and being hypercritical. But like at on the other side of that, you can call people out on it and help them heal from that being like, hey, you don't need to be so critical. Anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so you can heal it in others, but it's more difficult to heal exactly. it in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and so the process of this by realizing your Chiron First things first is you acknowledge it, right? You acknowledge the difficulty. And when you start to heal yourself, you'll find you're actually healing others around you as well. And vice versa. When you give that advice to others, you're hearing yourself say it out loud and you go, that's something I should be doing. And you go, all right, I should follow that advice. I find a lot when I do tarot readings for very general. So like I do these uh, YouTube videos on uh, at Tarot on Time, we do YouTube videos of tarot readings. And I'm also a believer that anyone who comes into my life is I'm not only helping them, they're helping me. So also very related to Chiron. Uh, So when I do these general YouTube videos, they'll all be very different readings, but I can see how they're all messages that I need to hear as well because they're general and therefore a large mass of people rather than like a specific reading one-on-one. I can see that there are messages in there that I need to be paying attention to. So in healing others in this general sense on the internet, I'm also healing myself and it's kind of a really cool process to be helping others and helping yourself yeah. in that way. Yeah. 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 No, that's the, I'm just thinking like how that's really, you know, it's, it's kind of like with the, the pick a card videos, you know, with things like that, how, you know, you pick which one you're feeling in the moment, but oftentimes you can get like, even if it's maybe not the advice you need in this moment, it's still good advice. 
<laughs> in the other yeah. one. Yeah. You know. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's what I strive for. <laughs> well, Mimi kind of changed my mind about tarot cards. Yeah. And, um, tarot was I'll, always kind of like they're. I'm, they I'm only still have iffy bad about news. them. Yeah. They only tell me things that I don't want to hear. I don't care if it's what I need to hear. I don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when when you read mine, um, I was. I felt better after it, you know? So, mm. well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dog is barking. I don't know what to do. It's okay. Lulu. Sorry, guys. It's fine. Lulu. Say hello. She's a mess. <laughs> um, um, so, do we want to go through each sign or do we want to do well, Sierra's I actually, first? Or? Yeah, I think we should go into Tara's, mm-hmm. into okay. yours, Tara. Yeah. Um, just because you had mentioned that. Uh, tarot scared you and I have I have some interesting notes here Uh, so you have Chiron in Cancer so you Mm -hmm. both have Chiron in Cancer which um, really often indicates that there's a real struggle in family life in and so when we're talking early childhood but I know that's not the case for uh, you guys or I think it's not the case for you Uh, and so I do think that it's probably having to do with past lives am I correct in thinking that first off you could think it for both okay past lives and and this life yeah okay so for there me, has anyway been... i don't i don't know so much for sierra but for me i would say yes to an extent okay so chiron and cancer definitely indicates that there has been real difficulty in in the home life and in family life uh for you in particular i i didn't sense so much that it's this lifetime's uh childhood trauma but more it's past lives and it manifests itself as a fear of not being able to provide the perfect home and uh, the fear of not being able to provide the perfect family. So, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I also, I think there's so much more going on your chart that this isn't the most important thing Chiron has to show you. I think what Chiron really has to show you is uh, by being in the ninth house the fear of allowing yourself to believe in something and the fear in being able to believe in the, in, to believe in your abilities because you are very powerful and you have. Oh powers. my God, this is perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tara. <laughs> so, okay. So a fear of your powers and then allowing them to expand. And I say that because it's conjunct Jupiter in the ninth house. So you have these powers that are um, related to your spirituality and you're like afraid to let them grow because by letting them grow, it means that there's going to be change. And we like things to be nice and pretty and proper, harmonious. We're Libras. We want it to be nice and nice. Yes, don't do. want to touch it with <laughs> a 10-foot pole. <laughs> um, but you have Pluto in the first house and it's in Scorpio. So there's, there's, it's. In this lifetime, I'm trying to be gentle, but I'm an Aries. No, so no, no, you, you, you don't have to be gentle. I can take it. <laughs> In this lifetime, you're going to have to get over the fact that you want things to be nice and pretty. Mm-hmm. And we're really going to have to accept that we have these really, really strong powers. Okay, so Pluto in Scorpio first house, because Chiron is trine Pluto. By accepting the Pluto and Scorpio energy that you hold, this healing will happen so much easier. By finally accepting the fact that you are that you are Plutonian, your Chiron disposits into Pluto. You are Plutonian, despite all of the Libra. 
by accepting that, that it is a part of your identity and that the powers you hold are a part of what you are put here for. Uh, and I say that because your North node is in Aquarius and it's in the fourth house, which is related to cancer, which your Chiron is in. So again, those are all the layers that we're talking about, but you know, you kind of look at Chiron and then you see, oh, it's related to Pluto and Pluto is about transformation, first house of who you are. And then you have your North node in Aquarius, which is who you are meant to become. So you are meant to be different. You're meant to feel a little bit different and a little awkward. It's not going to be very, um, it's not going to be cohesive for you because you're so used to this Libra beautiful energy, but there's this Pluto in your first house, which is trine Chiron. So by accepting the Pluto in your life and accepting the fact that you do have very Scorpio energy in you as well, you're going to find healing much, much easier. So your Chiron, what you need to heal from is this fear of being spiritual. And I think possibly in past lives, you felt you were not given the accolades that you deserved and possibly in this life as well. You were not given the accolades that you deserve. But with Chiron and Cancer, it's this fear to show the messiness as well in your life. And so being spiritual can be messy because, you know, being spiritual doesn't just mean I believe in God. God made us. This is who we are. Being spiritual is within yourself and uh, fixing what seems to be broken within yourself. And with Chiron and Cancer, we're afraid to admit that there's a part of us that could be broken. Mm -hmm. And also with that Libra, we're afraid to admit that life can be messy until so I really, show that it's that it's messy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so with Pluto in your first house, you have you no matter what, people can see that you are intense, you are transformational, you you're so powerful and that's just that's my hot take on your chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> I love it. And I also love that it's like for like people who are listening like you know, because like whatever we're about to hear about me, I also have Chiron and Cancer, but like it's so much more personalized for Tara because of the other parts of her chart. So like, just keep that in mind with this, like that we're yeah. going to have some sort of commonality, I'm sure because of the the Cancer and Chiron, but just like the fact that Tara is a Libra and the fact that Tara has all that, you know, or has that Scorpio energy in her first house is all like influent mm -hmm. influential factors on on the the Chiron energy that is so I feel like you're so right too because Tara you're very like <laughs> you like to have the um like like I remember you would always get like mad at your mom for making the fake house when people would come over and then you're like I do the fake house now like when people come over where you know it's like we don't live this way but we need to make people think we live this way like you know everything's clean <laughs> so so okay so we've like diagnosed me <laughs> how what's the what's the remedy i should be more spiritual let my mess be on well display, the first step or... <laughs> the first step is accepting that you are uh that you are not always prim and proper so mm -hmm. almost sort of being uh self-critical as well being perfectionist and being like i have to be this way and that is what's stopping you from seeing the depths that you have and uh, I do, I, there was one podcast episode that you had talked about see, having like psychic abilities. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. It's, it's the psychic abilities that I do not tap into. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the fear of tapping into those, mm -hmm. um, tapping into the messages from uh, divinity or from divine or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like a real fear there. And I think by accepting the Pluto in your life and accepting that really intense energy, uh, first step would be not being afraid of those abilities. 
Okay. Because there are so many people yeah. who would really, really love to have those and to have that connection. And with being in the ninth house, which is, you know, the house of religion or house of spirituality, really, you you have an ability to tap into it. And it would be really, really healing for you to do that. Okay. Hmm. I think um, my fear of that is more like letting like negative stuff in mm-hmm. negative I don't want to say like entities or beings, but it's like you're, if you're opening a door, other things can get in. And I'm Absolutely. fine with like good things coming in. I, I would not mind <laughs> sure. if I was like surrounded by like happy ghosts that like talk to mm-hmm. me. That would be cool. But I don't need like shadow people. Absolutely. Around, you know? <laughs> yeah. But so I there's, guess there's like, hmm. but perhaps that is the mode of healing that you're meant to do is mm. by allowing these entities in. And obviously protecting yourself is really important when you do this kind of work. So you have to make sure you have a good foundation on protecting yourself before you let anybody in. Um, But if there are certain energies that seem to be negative, some of them may just be energies that need healing as well. So negative, negative doesn't always mean bad. It just means they're having a difficult time, but also Mm -hmm. you want to protect yourself in case there are sort of some more malicious uh, energies that are trying to get to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you. I love I I feel like I've learned so much about myself through you. Even with like the Aww. tower reading and, and this now. I'm I'm like I'm, I'm very pleased with the situation. And that makes sense with Mimi's Chiron in the first house being the human yes, person. Yes. Which yeah. I just like because I can't even stress enough how much like it means for Tara to say, I had a good tarot reading. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> well, and also, Sarah, you said, you said that like Tara also doesn't really like Aries very often. Yeah, it doesn't often. vibe too <laughs> like, much with okay, Aries, but so she loves going you. against me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and An you know, Aries it's so funny. Tara reader. It's like, oh, uh. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, why? Who are um, you? You know, what's so funny about your chart, Tara, too, is that you have a bowl chart, which means that all of your um, all of your planets are on one hemisphere of the chart. Yes, and it's yes. an exact bowl chart, which is so nine degrees Jupiter and nine degrees Neptune. And you want to know something that's so funny. I have an exact bowl chart on the opposite side from the same houses. Oh, wow. Oh my I know. God. Balance. <laughs> I, know. I saw it that's and I was really like, cool. and Jupiter is one of my first and one of the rims of the bowl too. So I just, Oh, weird. I know. I was like, okay, so Tara already is like, not not a fan of Aries and not a fan of tarot, but we also have opposite charts. This is really interesting. So I think that my purpose in like meeting you is probably to uh, shake you a little bit in a way. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. Sometimes you meet someone who shakes you and it's like, I don't don't want to be around. No, stop it. Please (laughs) (laughs) Please go away. It's a good shaking though. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I love Um, that. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess we should get into Sierra's, huh? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So Sierra, you also have Chiron in Cancer and yours is in the eighth house. Yes. And yours is at 27 degrees. So nearly the end of Chiron. So very similar, the feelings of like early childhood and uh, past lives that family life didn't go so smoothly for you. Yeah. And it is in the eighth house. So I would say that your vulnerability lies in letting go of the fiery part of yourself. You rely very heavily on the fact that you are 
very sociable, very friendly. People get to know you and you're just like the fun one. And there's a struggle to connect with the emotional side of yourself and showing the kind of darkness that is within you because it's eighth house, it's secrets. So, and it's cancer, which is also water. So there's this like struggle to connect with your water parts. Um, I think being completely honest with yourself about how you're feeling and a struggle to make yourself feel truly accepted and at home uh, wherever you are because you are Sagittarius, you're likely to uh, live in a foreign land. So it's kind of accurate. Here I, am. I think it's, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. You're like, let's force myself to live <laughs> somewhere where maybe I don't feel like I belong. Yeah. So, I don't know that it was necessarily force, but like, I definitely needed an outside force. Like I do have friends here who are like, I'm, I'm moving to France and I'm making it work. And I'm like, I'm going to move to France to see like how I like it and also to not be in a long distance relationship anymore. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I, if like I wasn't with Guillaume, would I have stayed in France? Probably not. Like it's hard to Mm -hmm. be here. It's hard to be here for sure. Yeah. So with Chiron and cancer, and I don't know if this fits you very much, but um, honestly, the most typical answer for Chiron and cancer is the feeling that you are unlovable and that nobody can love you. Um, so I don't know if that fits you at all because I know you're in a, a stable, happy for relationship. Sure. For <laughs> okay. sure. Uh, pre Guillaume, 100%. Like I would not even necessarily be shy about telling people that like, like mm. I, like that was my whole, I definitely didn't think anybody could ever like me or ever want to date me. Like I, I mean it when I said I literally never dated anybody before I dated Guillaume, like what, when I was, we met when I was 20. 25 I don't know um Mm. and definitely like the feeling of well nobody would ever want to date me nobody would ever actually like me so like completely unlovable but but maybe more with relationships and friendships like I I don't think Mm -hmm. I've ever struggled with that with a friendship I I kind of I I feel fine with friendships I've never had to struggle with that it's completely relationships well you have your son and you have Pluto in the 11th house so friendships and your large communities are like your safe space yes it's where you feel it's where you feel comfortable because it's the sun Mm -hmm. and it's also where you feel like you can be your most like intense self you're where a lot of transformation is for you Uh, you just like you find happiness when it comes to your uh, community and your friends Yeah. So that's just on your Chiron and where it is. But what I found really interesting about it was that it's in a nearly exact opposition to your moon in Capricorn. I looked at that and I was like, what does this mean? Because I feel like it looks daunting. (laughs) You were like, I do not want to touch it. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Episode canceled. (laughs) I really was like, I'm not going to research it too much. I'll I'll let her tell me about it because I'm afraid what what I'm going to find. Yeah. So your moon is in Capricorn, which means that uh, you feel most secure when there is stability, when there is safety. Like, I mean, it seems so obvious to say, like, I like safety to feel safe, but like you need something to be stable, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, it's interesting looking at your chart because you're a Sagittarius and I mean, you're a Sagittarius sun and rising. So it's like mm, long term committed relationship. I don't know. But then you have this Capricorn moon. It's like, ah, there it is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I have that for sure. I have the like the need for 
I don't know, whenever I read whatever I before I got really into it, whenever I would read anything about Sagittarius, it's like they have such a hard time committing. Like they go from partner to partner. I'm like, I've never been in a relationship. And um, nope, I'm cool with getting married. Like I'm ready. I'm ready (laughs) right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's sort of this like I wouldn't say a. I mean, I don't want to say a hard exterior because there is with you. It's not a hard exterior. But when it comes to the moon, you know, there's sort of this like transactional way of looking at emotions. Um, and if anything doesn't sound right, just let me know. Cause there's so many different ways to interpret this. And so with Chiron in opposition to the moon and Capricorn, it's like to balance out this transactional way of viewing emotions, you have to accept that you have this well, this well of deep, deep emotions within you that there's a part of you that like, is just afraid of showing to anyone because then it might mean they won't like you or they won't love you. So I think you've probably worked through this well with Guillaume because you guys are obviously <laughs> committed and he knows who you are. He yeah. Knows your true self. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's like one really big step of the process was being able to be completely open and being vulnerable because cancer is cancer is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, we all look at cancer as moody and they're just like, oh, they're so moody and emotional. But at the same time, it's like, no, they're allowing themselves to be vulnerable. They're taking their little shell off and yeah. when they want. Otherwise, they're just really protective of themselves. Yeah. So with your Chiron in cancer, I think that there's this really big lesson for you to learn in revealing to others the depth of emotion that you really do feel. I can see that. I can see that with like, with my relationship, I feel like I don't want to say like, I did that. I worked through it. I'm good. But Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's the piece that I worked through the most because it was, man, poor Guillaume when we first met, like, and I'm just like, okay, so like, I have like a huge wall around my heart and like, I'm going to need you to help knock it down, but like, don't touch it. But like, I'm going to need you to help. (laughs) (laughs) And then I learned that I had a Capricorn moon. I was like, this is literally verbatim what the description says of Capricorn mm. Moon. I um, love, I love that. And only an Aquarius would be like, "I'm up for the challenge." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like yes, I shall solve humanity with this one person. <laughs> but like, Terry, look if you wanted to say something. Yeah, no, I, I know you, you blame it on not blame it, but like attribute it to the Capricorn Moon all the time. But is it? I mean, it's everything else too, but it seems it's a lot more your your Chiron in Cancer that causes you to be emotional. You know, I, I don't see I don't see Cancers too. Yeah, I don't see Cancers as. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Capricorns as super emotional Mm-mm. people. So I'm always confused when it's like, well, it's the Capricorn Moon that's causing the emotion. I think it makes a lot more sense that it's yeah. Chiron I mean, moon, that's doing it. Yeah, the moon rules your emotions, but yeah. it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that because you have a moon, you're emotional because it depends on mm. what sign that the moon is in. And right. so, yeah, with Capricorn moon, you're not you're not bound to be an extremely emotional person. Yeah. Oh, this is very interesting because, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like how I definitely attributed all of those emotions to be much more Capricorn moon. I think it's more that mm-hmm. I, I can attribute my guarded emotions especially with relationships when it comes to Capricorn moon and also I have the filter that some people do not have where I'm like I read the situation and I'm like you don't deserve to be inside these walls right now like I'll give you the Sagittarius Sierra but like you're not getting Mm -hmm. the Capricorn Sierra like it's just 
there's certain people, there's certain situations where it's like, I, I know that it means a sense of vulnerability to open that door to let you in. And like, we're not there yet type of thing. Like, I feel like I have that level, but I definitely like, you know, I mean, I I've talked so highly of my parents and and everyone who listened to that episodes <laughs> knows how freaking awesome they are. Um, but I also do say like, I mean, obviously we have our issues at times they're my parents, but like, yeah. um, I will say like issues that maybe my mom and I have struggled on is like when I am trying to open up and be like, no, but this is how I'm really feeling about this. And I always attribute it to be like air moon versus like, uh, like all the air moons, mm. because like growing up, I definitely took things more seriously and definitely took offense to things in comparison to like all my air moon people where it's like, we're making a joke at your expense, but it's just funny. And I'm like, no, but like you're genuinely hurting my feelings. And every time I try to be Mm. like, no, but you're hurting my feelings, it would cause more laughter. And so I feel like Mm. that is something that I definitely don't like to open up about because I I've never had it received well. And like, I've had to, I've had to work through that with Guillaume where, you know, if there's something like, I know, I know it's an air moon thing. I love my air moons, obviously, because I'm surrounded with you all. But, um, you know, like if he says something that's hurtful and to him, it's just like a comment and I'm like, no, but that mm-hmm. hurt my feelings. And this isn't a situation where I have to learn to live with you hurting my feelings. It's a situation where you have to learn that what you say hurts my feelings and, mm. and like, I'll try to be understanding, but I, I can't go through the rest of forever just being like, he didn't mean it. And then like, ah, you know, like cry in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so I feel like that was a huge breakthrough that I had with him. And then I had like, I would say like a, a mid breakthrough when I tried to explain things to my mom, but I also feel like it's the season that we're in. I feel like that was during a retrograde moment where the communication was just not coming out. Oh my out. gosh. Yeah. 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 But well, now um, Pisces season, I'm just like constantly talking about all my feelings with Mitch. And he's like, I don't know if I can handle it. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad, buddy. <laughs> but, um, no, that makes sense that like, it, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I also have written down here, Chiron conjunct South node means that in times you've been too strongly emotional and look down for it, which means that now you feel kind of shame when you do express emotions mm-hmm. and that you rely very heavily on how you felt and how intuitive you were. So I definitely like, you were definitely uh, like an empath or an intuitive person in past lives in a witchy sense. And, oh, yeah. uh, and <laughs> like you knew things people didn't want you to know because you just knew them and you were punished for that. So in this lifetime, it's like working past it and not being afraid that you will be punished if you reveal something, you know, which is great because you have a podcast in which you talk about witchy things. (laughs) So, you know, you're definitely we're revealing it it all. We're working through our chirons and our south nodes every day, every week. (laughs) Yep. Oh, that's really interesting. Have you guys uh, done a nodes yet like south and north nodes no, no. and mm-hmm. i don't understand them either it's like i got the planets down but then there's like your nodes and chiron and lilith and yeah. i'm like i don't even know what no. that is they I'll never give you a break to it. Yeah. they never give you a break to just be like oh i know about the planets like, <laughs> yeah. stick with that for a little while yeah they go oh you're almost done with the planets here's chiron yeah <laughs> oh, uh, i know i don't want to like send people into like a, a tizzy of like oh my god there's like there's so many other things to look at what are nodes yeah, but like we'll we'll talk about nodes we'll talk about all the things um eventually not, dear friends eventually yeah. <laughs> yeah 
just it's know wild. knowing your top three is good too like yes. that's yeah. good yeah. yeah chiron shows up when you need to hear it the most definitely so so all um, of our listeners you be ready to <laughs> <laughs> you're all about to go on a journey <laughs> <laughs> really fascinating um should we go over like we could do it quickly just i don't know if you want to give like a little brief uh overview of what each planet means in chiron which sign yeah yeah yeah, sorry which (laughs) sign um sure okay so i did write some notes on this because i would i'm i'm only i'm only a beginner really i'm still a student so you uh, say you're but you're making (laughs) us feel i don't know what you consider us then we're still in the womb if if you're a beginner I think it's a good attitude to just always feel like a beginner in astrology because I don't think you ever know it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just or like you might know. know a lot about one thing and then be like, Chiron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here I am. I feel like I still, there's probably still a good grasp I could get on more simple planets, but here I am like creating a research study on Chiron. Cause I'm like, well, this is interesting. Let's do it. It's the only thing in my first house. So, um, yeah. Okay, so Chiron in Aries is very likely to struggle with being assertive and really showing up and uh, going after what they want. Like there's a really struggle with identity as well and being able to like truly identify who you are. Aries is all about I am. I have a lot to say about it because I am an Aries. (laughs) So (laughs) you're very likely to like struggle with who you are in this lifetime and Also, like I said, just having that like assertive attitude of I'm going after what I want. There's a real struggle with that as well. These people are probably very, very good at helping others take rightful action and showing others that they should be standing up for themselves and to be assertively themselves. Mm, That makes sense with like the where you struggle and where you help others shine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Chiron and Taurus, so Taurus rules value, it does, it rules your money, but it also rules your like self-worth, your, your value that you hold yourself. So there's a real struggle with accepting that you are worthy, um, not being able to see what you're worth and also very likely to struggle with money and struggle with money management. So they're also probably, there's like a tendency to be very scared of losing what is very valuable to them. So they act in fear that they can lose what they love at any moment. Mm. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. I'm thinking how intense that must be like as like a daily thing. That must be an annoying one to have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's like a real struggle to, to feel like your foundation could crumble at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Chiron and Gemini is a real struggle with being able to vocalize and just general talking at all. Like there's real social anxiety, not being able to communicate very effectively, uh, pretty self-conscious and just like showing up with a voice in general is really restraining. And yet they're probably the quiet friend that people come to when they're like, should I talk about this? Or is this fair? And not only is it about like physically releasing it from your voice, but just allowing yourself to accept something about, you know, the truth. So this friend is probably likely to be the one who's like, you should definitely talk about that. That's really important to you and you are important. So go ahead and say it, you know? 
There's so many people now that I want to look up that I want to see where they're going is because I it know. sounds like people that I know, you know, I literally, yeah. I muted myself just now to stop the, the typing because I'm like, I need to know what games is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So with Chiron in cancer, we already kind of talked about it. They uh, typically struggle in believing that they are lovable and mostly due to early life or family trauma, they feel abandoned in ways. And I kind of think that this shows that they sort of abandon themselves too. And that although cancer is like cardinal, I think you struggle to be cardinal. So you adapt these mutable and like in a relationship, you would adapt your partner's personality, you know? So you kind of abandon your true self and they put others first because they don't think they are worthy of the love that they give others. So this in, as a friend or as somebody that you go to would be really helpful in healing, um, the self-love that you really need to like adapt or put into your life, you know? Yeah. So Chiron in Leo, there's going to be a real difficulty with expressing yourself and feeling like you can't express yourself unless you have a real, like a real talent uh, and like a really, really big skill. And they can typically feel like they have nothing to offer in this world. Um, And they feel like if they cannot bring a unique skill that they feel worthless by not being able to do that. Um, And it's actually, I mean, I couldn't imagine living this way because they like, they believe that they don't, they don't deserve to share life with people who have skills and who have talents. So. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. So Chiron and Virgo, which is what I have um, really interestingly, Virgo Chiron's, can tend to be really afraid of health scares because Virgo rules your health and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's six house that's day-to-day routine. I don't think that that really relates to me very much. I think a little bit, but I think in this day and age, when you can Google what your headache means, we're all kind of scared of our health. (laughs) So, uh, so Chiron and Virgo could mean like a really unhealthy obsession with your health uh, and fear that you'll never be perfect enough. Like I said, so that there's something fundamentally wrong with you or that you are unclean or impure or incomplete in some way. And that you were made and put on this earth as a mistake and that uh, they, they created you incorrectly. Uh, so self-criticism is really, really big and is a, is a defense mechanism if you feel like others are judging you. So they're likely to be kind of self-deprecating in humor if they feel like they are unwanted, you know? Yeah. So that's a fun one to have, you guys. Yeah. Well, you're doing good things with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these all really do relate to me. And it's hard to talk about with people one on one. But if I want to be honest in, in healing out loud, then I have to I have to be honest that yeah, I have felt like I was made wrong or that there's something fundamentally wrong with me and I, I am unclean. And so it's a struggle, but you start to realize that other people that you look up to who are so perfect in your eyes sometimes feel that way too exactly exactly you're so great (laughs) yeah so sometimes I have to look at myself in somebody else's eyes so like scroll through my own Instagram and be like oh people think that I'm good people think I'm really happy and like I should be really happy so (laughs) kind of seeing that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I'm a good person I know it now it's a struggle (laughs) 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 okay so chiron in libra this uh this would be a struggle definitely now uh but a feeling that there's a soulmate that's missing from your life 
and like you have a hole in which a person is missing feelings of lacking balance, especially when it comes to relationships. So it's really relationship focused. So whether or not you're in a relationship, almost a feeling of being incomplete. Mm. Um, and this is what can cause conflict in partnerships and possibly through codependency because you're like, you should be making me happy. Why aren't you making me happy? Uh, so, and it can manifest as self-neglect as well, because you're just so focused on the other person so that you can remain in the partnership. Uh, and so this is the like obvious example of someone who's so good at giving relationship advice, but is struggling themselves or has been single forever because yeah. they can't seem to find the right person. So Chiron in Scorpio, this one is pretty dark. So certainly a history in trauma and abuse. So past life abuse, uh, and mostly related to like struggles, struggles, <laughs> struggles, hashtag uh, really? struggles for the, uh... <laughs> how do you make struggles lighthearted? <laughs> we'll be talking struggles. about our struggles today with Phoebe. Uh... <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. All right. Scorpio. <laughs> So, okay. Chiron and Scorpio have a real need to uh, keep control. Like there's just an inability to release control. So this can affect your natural trust and love in any relationship. Definitely not understanding of the like love and light lifestyle, you know, like being like living in light. Um, there's this like really dark place that they can live in and they feel like they cannot trust anyone. And uh, nobody can really trust them. They feel like because I can't trust anyone, I, no one should trust me. Um, they're likely to use sex really unhealthily as a source of power. And I think looking at a house in someone's chart will definitely give plenty of information on where the individual needs to release the control. But I think their mantra is, I do not believe in trust. Wow. Yeah. So mm this wound definitely comes from a very deep and dark uh, past trauma. So in past lives that this person has been pretty badly abused. Um, and because it's so dark, I just feel like we should maybe say a little bit on how to heal that uh, mainly by realizing that the past trauma is in the past and is no longer happening in this lifetime. So learning to create healthy boundaries, but at the same time, acknowledging that what happened in the past is no longer happening now. And really just like present moment focus and is what I'm feeling directly corresponding to what I'm experiencing in this physical world. So control is a really, really big issue for Chiron and Scorpio. Yeah, I would think living in the moment would be really key for helping heal mm -hmm. that being like, but what about right now? Look at your surroundings right now. Look at this exactly. minute right now. Yeah. Yeah. What can I see, hear, smell, taste, yeah. feel? Yeah. So... Chiron and Sagittarius, there's a struggle to come to terms with the purpose of life. And uh, they kind of can't bring themselves to truly believe in anything, which is why that sort of came up for Tara, because it's in the ninth house, which is Sagittarius's house. So a real, like a really logical thinker when it comes to their beliefs, and they are most likely to be atheists, because they just can't, they struggle to decide on one religion or like spirituality or one method of believing that answers all of the questions. So they're likely to be atheists or agnostic because they believe that something is there. They just have no idea what the true answer is. And then, so like, like an agnostic feeling like there is a point to life, but you can't put your finger on it. The best way to heal this wound is by recognizing that there isn't one 
for this individual person, there isn't one God. There is just like the universe and you can believe in that. It's okay to believe in just that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Chiron in Capricorn, this person has a need to be seen as very successful. Uh, So they're like, no matter what they do, there are feelings of being unrecognized and unrewarded. And like, they're not receiving the accolades that they deserve. There's like this constant external search for respect from peers and anyone around them. They are really, really ambitious people and they can be overachievers because no matter what they do, it's sort of similar to Virgo. I mean, the earthy signs in general, it's like all about no matter what I do, (laughs) there's always Mm -hmm. more that could be done, you know? So never taking the time to actually review if they're happy with their trajectory because they're just so focused on the next goal and the next goal. So these people, uh, they can definitely tend to fall into a habit of being controlling because they're seeking like a set structure in their lives, but um, they're struggling to find it. So in order to heal themselves, they need to learn to accept themselves rather than seeking the approval from everybody else and from society because it is 10th house. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Thinking Capricorn tendencies of like, I need to prove myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Chiron in Aquarius, this I think is like really, I think this is one of the easier positions that like anyone can really grasp. It's like the feeling of just not belonging to a community. Like you're always the outsider. I think that's probably because Aquarius in general, there's like a feeling of being another or being different. So like Chiron in Aquarius just means that that is the wound that you hold. Yeah. So feeling really disconnected when you're in a group setting, it's like classic crowd anxiety. You want to be in group settings but they just tend to make you feel like there's something wrong with you. Uh, You just like are really struggling to fit in. So it's funny. It's like 50, 50. These people can either like really truly feed off of their weirdness and they make it a point. And that's like who they are in a crowd. They are, that's what they love about themselves being weird. Or they're like really self-conscious that anything they do or say is really like weird. And people are looking at you different and you're funny and awkward kind of. Thing. These are this is both of my parents because I look those oh. up and I'm like, I, my my dad's totally like the my dad's the most social person there is, mm-hmm. and my mom is the like I could definitely see that have maybe been a struggle to find the right people that mm-hmm. she can be weird around because she's a weirdo. That wackiness is there, and when she taps into it, that's like she's having the best time, but. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that, that is interesting. <laughs> okay, so last is Chiron in Pisces. So there are feelings of distrust in like the unity of everything throughout the universe. So just that little thing. <laughs> just that. <laughs> just that, that one aspect. <laughs> just the general disbelief in the universe being one. Um, so definite feelings of being the martyr or the victim. Uh, feelings of having been betrayed or and unsupported by the universe or um, betrayed by your faith. So you might have had really strong beliefs and then felt like they crushed you. So this can cause an individual to become super cynical and lack empathy for the world around them because they felt they were not given empathy from the world. Uh, so rather than allowing themselves to be overwhelmed, they just shut down the emotional part of themselves and uh, they're likely to engage in like escapist activities like drinking or drugs or any of that, any of that stuff. So 
the other side of that, it's also kind of a 50-50, is that you feel like you're not deserving of the current state of the universe. So you're really likely to feel the deep pain of the energy of the universe. So it's, again, it's either you really, really feel everything or you just totally shut yourself off and decide you don't want to feel anything. Um, So you can get really stuck in the suffering. And these people can also be very empathic. So feelings of the world being unfair to you and to others. Uh, And in this case, the person is much more likely to try and rescue everyone and likely to forget about themselves. So again, there's that martyrdom where they're like, I don't matter, like self-sacrifice, which Pisces is uh, known to do. So they're really likely to just like focus on everybody else because they don't matter as much. Yeah. So it's really educational. You can, but, and each one has its struggle. Like each one you Mm -hmm. could go and say, wow, you have your Chiron in that. It's basically just, wow, you have Chiron. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just difficult no matter which way it is, but it's really not a good one to have, but exactly. Some seem worse than others. I don't know. I don't know. Which one do you guys think would be the worst one to have? Well, maybe we shouldn't say that because yeah. the listener Taurus, has it. Taurus and Scorpio. Well, yeah. Taurus but- and Scorpio are opposites as well. So, yeah. but those, those and they both have to out. do with like value. Yeah, mm-hmm. that seemed really like. I'm not saying you guys can't work it out. You Taurus and Scorpio <laughs> Chirons. Like- I mean, really, if you think about like your dad, how he has the Aquarius Chiron, but yeah, he doesn't let it stop him. No, yeah, it's, and also with, it goes to anything. show you what placements you have that are helping or hindering type of thing too, mm-hmm. like, or exactly. you can work through it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because this is all like, yeah, I can read you what Chiron and Aries means, but like with your charts, you guys, it all has to do also with the aspects that have with your other planets. So yeah. like, okay, maybe you have Chiron and Aquarius, but you also have your son in the 11th house conjunct Mercury. So like you might have an easier time, you know? So there's like different ways of seeing how this journey will pan out for you. Exactly. Yeah. So for everybody listening, (laughs) definitely know that you have to like include other things. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of other factors to consider, Mm -hmm. but it's worth like diving into it because then you can see. Yeah. Don't feel attacked by it. Whatever your Chiron is, like, (laughs) let it help you. Knowing what it is can really help you. And I I mean, we did helped by it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there, yeah, I mean, there's a focus to look at the wound because I think as a culture, we're like, well, what's wrong? Let's fix it. But it's also a power that you have, you know, so what it is mm-hmm. that you struggle with, struggle with so much, you're also so good as a person to be around when people are struggling with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so like focusing on the like, how do I help other people? Like maybe looking at Chiron, like starting off <laughs> with how do I help other people? And, uh, and then, yeah. You can be like, well, how do I need to help myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I love too, is that by healing others, you're healing yourself without knowing it and vice versa. When you're healing yourself, you're putting this energy out into the world that you are also healing those who are struggling with the same issues as you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for, yeah, thank you. this has been, yeah, it's awesome. been really fun. This has been awesome. I'm, Chiron is important. I yeah. really, never really looked at those other I know well, weird well, ones you're, out there, but yeah, I mean, there are a couple of points to look at, but Chiron, I think is the most important when it comes to looking at yourself and, you know, mm-hmm. being aware of, I like looking at the bigger picture of life in general and like what your big picture looks like. So Chiron's really helpful with that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Well, do you want to let people know where they can find you? Maybe they want to be part of your Chiron study. You never know. Oh, actually, yeah. I am still looking for some people for my study. So you can um, find me on Instagram. My my personal handle is kind of hard to describe. It's Mimi's Me is Mimi. Should probably change it to be a little bit easier, huh? <laughs> we can we can tag you in the yeah. in the um, okay. in the post Great. for Thank this. You. One. Yeah. Um, but you can also follow me on Harvey Mountain Alchemy, uh, and I have a website HarveyMountainAlchemy.com where you can. I'm a herbal tea blender and candle maker and uh, tarot reader and astrologer. <laughs> so just All a couple awesome things. things. <laughs> All really fun. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, and I just really love having these conversations. So feel free to message me on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. We'll, yeah, thank uh, you. We'll have to think mm. of future things to talk about too, because this was an excellent vibe. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs>